If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome to Ask Dr. Melinda, Aging Gracefully and Strong, bringing you cutting-edge information in holistic and integrative medicine on IQ Podcasts at King Studios. Today, for my very first show, I really wanted to talk about a very important subject that a lot of people don't feel comfortable addressing I see it every day in my practice. As a family doctor who's specializing in anti-aging medicine, one of the most common things that I will see is anxiety and depression. And unfortunately, with the era of COVID, I've noticed that there's even more, more anxiety and depression going on. So much despair in the world, and it, it can be a little bit disconcerting. So I really, really want to talk about it in a way to kind of help normalize it so people can understand that there's help and resources available. One of the things that I worry about when people are isolated is that they feel like they're really alone. And that can be so terrifying, especially for somebody who's feeling anxious and depressed. And it, it makes it very disheartening because a lot of people still don't feel comfortable sharing their experiences because they may feel like they're being judged. And so for me, it's important to know that if you talk about it, if you can share it, it's going to be something that you're going to be able to to work through. And um, it was one of my favorite movies that we had seen what was with um, Mr. Rogers? If it was, if it's, um, if you could talk about it, it's manageable. <laughs> Do you remember that statement that he said about talking about it? Then you can, you, you can bring it out in the open, then you can manage it. So one of the research studies that I just um, looked at, which was very alarming, was one study that had 67,000 students. 
And they surveyed the students in college, and one in five college students were stressed or considered suicide. For me, that was alarmingly high. I remember being stressed in college, but I didn't remember it being that rampant. Unfortunately, with the um, era of COVID, there's a, a lot more people feeling fearful, and there's other studies that show that people are just afraid of contracting COVID, and that can increase their anxiety. Interesting is that among the students that were surveyed, one in four said that they were treated or had diagnosis of a mental health problem. And of those students, 20% surveyed thought about suicide. 9% actually attempted suicide, and 20% injured themselves. Unfortunately, this was higher among the transgender students, and more than half of the bisexual students um, had suicidal ideation and harmed themselves. And the trends are higher among the gay and lesbian population. So for me, I was trying to think of what can we do in the community to help bring out this subject. So one thing I, um, I was talking to a high school student who happens to be my daughter, Aliana, and we thought about something that we could do to actually bring it out in the open for teenagers. And do you want to talk about that, Aliana? Yeah, sure. Okay, hi, I'm Aliana. I uh, go to Eastlake High School in Chula Vista. And an idea that um, my mother and I had was to do a poetry slash short story competition. And the topic of the competition was mental health. And it started July 1st, and it is following through July 31st. And it's basically open to everyone. I encourage high school students, college students, elementary students, anybody who has a passion for literature, or you don't even have to, just if you want to bring light to the subject of mental health issues, it would be greatly appreciated. And I think um, I started this because I realized in my high school or in my high school district that mental health issues was a big problem, and I wanted to do something about it. And even though... Um, it's not like the biggest change that could happen. I think little by little baby steps, it could help us with um, the mental health issues. Yes, and it's something also that you don't really see a lot in um, social media, like in Instagram and Facebook, because there's still uh, people still feel judged. So I thought if we could actually portray it socially, then people could see that it was something that was okay to talk about, right? The more that people see it, the more you can become desensitized to it, and then people will feel like that they're not by themselves. Our tagline is, you're not alone. One of the things that um, when I think about my patients that are stressed or anxious, um, when they feel like a sense of hopelessness, that's when the depression is in a really bad place because when you feel alienated and isolated and you have that sense of hopelessness, that's when you're going to be more likely inclined to hurt yourself. So when you feel like you have help from other people that are close by or that you have um, a 
a choice or or you think you can get better, that's when you will have a better chance. So one of the goals really is to let people know that there, that there are other people that have the same struggles as you. And I was hoping that the other people's stories, their poetry and the short stories can help people see how other people cope and how other people have lived through mental illness or lived with mental illness. So I was very fortunate to come across one of the people who wanted to um, submit for the poetry contest. And I'm so lucky because she's actually um, going to be with us right now as one of my guests. Her name is Valerie Yvette Peterson, and she's a playwright, director, and poet from Portland, Oregon. She's been telling her stories from a woman's point of view for over 25 years to help bring awareness to issues surrounding divorce, incarceration, and mental illness. Her most recent collection of poetry focuses on helping women secure their courage and finding their voice in hopes of developing their own strength to tell their stories and help another woman as she fights to share hers. So I have Valerie on the line with me right now. Are you there, Valerie? I'm here. Yes, I am, Dr. Silva. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so happy that you can join us. Portland is one place I've wanted to visit. So thank you so much. Especially in the summertime. (laughs) Yes, I heard that they have some of the most beautiful coasts there. That The National Geographic Mm -hmm. people love um, photographing their coasts. So um, thank you so much. I wanted to know... Tell me what inspired you about your poetry. There's been a lot of inspiration for me, um, personally and professionally. I have a graduate degree in criminology. Um, I had been writing well before this time, but that really jailed things together for me, and I started to want to understand what was going on. Where were they at release? When they were released back into the community, what treatments were the women receiving? And it goes on and on. You add divorce, you add child birth, you add being separated from their children. All of these things play a big part. And as I went through my own life and also experiencing loss, uh, experiencing depression, experiencing anxiety, um, all of these things coupled together, uh, as you mentioned, Dr. Silva, being a feeling alienated. Um, feeling trapped in your own spaces, uh, all of those things can play a part. And I think it's just one of the things that I endeavor to do is to share with women, it's okay. Our silence won't protect us at any point. So we have to be able to find that strength, and it's not easy. Uh, and so that's why I've come out over the last several years in writing stories and writing poems in hopes of another woman being able to find their strength through my words and know that it's okay uh, and that it's a safe space to be able to share your stories with someone. And, uh, and yeah, so I, I think it's very, it's crucially important to seek help at any level. Um, but I do understand the stigma attached to that. But there's, so there's been a lot of inspiration for me. And I just think it's like the most important thing is to secure uh, the health of your mental state so that you can thrive and grow uh, and be productive. You know, I totally agree with you and I love that your perspective it's so so fresh to me because 
I see that mental illness is not something that we do the best with in um, mainstream medicine. I've been a doctor for 25 years, and I really mm-hmm. do believe that we could do better with um, treating mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And I left yep. mainstream medicine about 10 years ago, and now I do a practice of holistic and integrative medicine. And one of the things that I realized was that mental health has always been something that's been kind of subjective, meaning you can go to the doctor and you can get a test for diabetes, right, or cholesterol, and there's and there's lab tests that you can take that will objectively tell you if you have diabetes or cholesterol. A lot of people don't like to go to um, the doctors for their mental health issues because it's a very more subjective, you know, they... It it really depends on the doctor, and um, the diagnoses are supposed to fall in within certain characteristics, and there are um, guidelines and rules and certain um, things that fall into place when diagnosing, but it's still much more subjective versus other ailments. And um, so the treatment can be so varied. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even with my own experiences, I've been um, overdiagnosed and underdiagnosed. Exactly. With, with that. Uh, and when I've gone in for actual physical concerns, uh, the assumption is at, at these times, because I'm a woman, I'm from a particular cultural background, you have a mental illness, let's treat this with this medication. Mm-hmm. Then there's been times where I knew I'm struggling uh, at this point. There's some depression, there's some anxiety, and it was brushed off. You'll get over it. You're right. okay. Just let's focus on the physical. So it can go. It then it, it it can be a struggle for women at times. Absolutely. For me, I I see that in my practice almost every day because I take care of women and men with hormonal issues, and unfortunately, the hormonal fluctuations can affect mood, and make mm-hmm. um, depression and anxiety worsen especially during stressful times in our lives and with the COVID era, um, I, you know, the, it's, it's even more challenging. And it's hard because, unfortunately, a lot of the clinic doors are closed. So women, that, women and men that need treatment aren't even able to get the treatment that they need because right. the COVID situation, they don't want you to go in to the hospital unless it's an emergency. So it's it's really hard, and, and, and there's not a lot of um, help for mental health. One of the things that that um, we can do, there are resources um, with telemedicine, meaning mental health is one thing that you can do over the phone to help. And so I hope people realize that you can ask for telephone appointments, and you can ask for help because that's very, very important. And as we spoke earlier, I was talking about how one of the um, frustrating things with diagnosing mental illness is that it's more subjective. But in my clinic office, I do have um, neurotransmitter testing, which means we are able to check the neurotransmitters that are responsible for your mood. And so we could check norepinephrine, epinephrine, um, GABA, dopamine, serotonin, these levels, 
that can kind of dictate um, if you're going to have a higher risk of anxiety and depression, then there's supplements, not prescription drugs, that you can take that might help you with coping and managing. Uh, mm-hmm. I, but I really do believe having a, a good therapist or someone that you can trust also helps tremendously because a lot of the times the issues that we face are coping issues and and a lot of people just don't know how to deal with the struggles that they feel emotionally so I, I, I just want people to know that there are people that can help and I love hearing the stories from people who are submitting you know their poems and short stories I even had someone who wanted to submit a song which I thought was was perfect Whatever way you can find to cope and deal with your situation, I know that writing has always been very cathartic for me, and I can tell from from you too. You have a lot of experience with writing. You've been writing since, you know, for for a very long time. Sharing your story just makes the burden less um, burdensome. You know, it just makes it. It, it just makes it better when you're able to share it because it's it's almost releasing it. I feel like when you when you take it out of your head and you take it out of your mind and you put it on paper, you're able to actually reflect and see it better because it's it's yeah. just not stuck in your head and stuck in your heart. And then mm-hmm. when can you, when you can share that struggle with others, that connection that you make is just what makes us human, right? I mean, sharing our struggles and sharing how we feel and knowing that this is something that we're going to get through, but not by ourselves. And for me, that was was really important in having this, um, hosting this poetry contest, is that I wanted people to have a platform to showcase how they felt, how they live with it, or how they coped, because then that can also be an example for others to see that. And you could see that light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, right? When people... I think that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Because also in putting it on paper, it brings the realness to it. It's right. now real. I'm reading these words, and, and it helps you not only cope, but it helps then seek the treatment that you may need. Because a lot of times, it's brushed off or you're in denial about it. So I think this is wonderful what you're doing. Um, when I saw it online, I immediately was drawn to it. And so that's why I submitted my poetry as well. Um, it's definitely something that I think everyone, especially women, uh, should participate in uh, because it gives you that opportunity therapeutically as well. I, I love that you help with women in incarceration. I know that um, women in incarceration, being a doctor, is one um, demographic that sometimes don't get the best health care, and especially for mental health issues. Yeah. And so I love that you reflect on their stories because they're one group of people that sometimes get forgotten. And I feel like when you you write about them and you talk about them, you you keep them you know, in the forefront of our minds, and you and you remind us of of what's going on in their struggles. Because 
you know the it's it's very it's very hard not to have resources just for the everyday person right so right. can you imagine in a situation where someone's incarcerated it's even less so i i appreciate the work that you do um, Absolutely. We don't have a lot of time left. I was wondering if there was a piece of your, uh, yeah, a poem or sh- something that you wanted to share with us. Absolutely. So that because I think I, that that would be inspiring for others to okay. hear. If that would be okay. Thank you. Yes. This poem, um, and I'll try to get. It's pretty short, um, and I, I've condensed it. It's titled "When She When She Dances." And I write uh, in a lot of symbolism, uh, so hopefully uh, it will come through of a woman uh, that has gone through struggle, that is struggling to cope, uh, but she's found uh, her happiness. She's found that place that uh, she's created to be able to release uh, her fears, to be able to move on uh, in life, titled When She Dances. She danced all night, hoping to release the unwanted weight that impacted her ability to move for so many years. You see, she danced to the music of the jazz horn, and she danced hard to sultry music of soul rhythms, and she danced even harder to the reggae sounds of the marimba. You see, she never liked to dance before. Because the movements caused her to put on display the very attributes that she longed to rid herself of. But now, she sees dancing as a creative form to her release. For her release. It allows her to release the inhibitions of herself. You see, she danced today. Not just to move to the sound of the music, but to finally find herself. She danced to find herself, and she danced to find herself, and she found herself. And she danced again the very next day. Thank you. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. For everyone listening, I want you to know you are not alone. We are in this together, this journey of life. If you are interested in submitting your poetry or short story, please submit to drmelindasilva.com or you can use my IG handle at TeamSilvaMD. I'm really looking forward to hearing from teens. Unfortunately, mental health is increasing in this population. I want to remind you that we have a $250 prize. I would like to invite other businesses in the community to donate. If we have more money, we'll be able to give out more prizes. It's really important to bring this situation So to everybody and normalize it so that we know that we can handle it together. Thank you so much. This is Dr. Melinda Silva, 
aging gracefully and strong, bringing you cutting edge trends in holistic and integrative medicine on IQ Podcasts at King Studios. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.